Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Sosa daf Mem Gimel. We are holding on daf Mem Beis on Beis at the two dots at the bottom of the page. Vatem Iatem Kane. Thank Alicia Graf very much for giving the shir yesterday while I was out of town for a wedding. Um, so we uh, so today's shir is sponsored by uh, Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, Emily Nishmas's mother, Goldaba Simcha Allah Shalom. We thank Dr. Lander very much for the continued sponsorship of the uh, of the daf Yomi shir. So what we're going to learn today is the following. First, we're going to talk about how the Aron went out to war, what, what items went out to war, since we're in Parak Meshwach Muhammad, so we're discussing going out to war. So we're going to talk about what items went out to war with Klal Yisrael. Then we're going to discuss why it is that Pinchas was chosen to fight against the Midianim, and what exactly Pinchas's lineage on his mother's side was. Did he come from Yisro? Did he come from Yosef? And then the Mishnah and Amar Aleph is going to go through the details of the three people who returned from the battlefront, who are exempt from war, that are identified Identified in the uh, in the Chumash. Then the Gemara is going to discuss who makes the announcements, the various announcements of Mia Isha Yari Verachalevav, etc. So what, what exactly is the role of the Kohen Meshach Muhamma in those announcements? And what exactly is the role of the Shoter in making those announcements? Then the Gemara is going to talk about what, what do we consider a house as far as Bana Bayis, that a person builds a house. What if he builds an extension on his house? What if he builds a temporary house? What if he builds a tiny house? What if he buys a house? What if he rents a So all of these uh, details. Then on Ahmed Bayis, the Gemara is going to discuss what is called planting a kerem, that someone who plants a kerem is exempt. What if he plants other things that are not a kerem? How many vines does it take to make up a kerem? What if there are vines, but they're really, really tiny? So we're going to discuss what counts as a kerem. In that context, we're going to bring up which trees are chayiv in orla, because only if it's still in the early years of a tree, uh, where you have responsibilities of Arla and Ravai, only then would we exempt the person from Muhammad. So which trees are Chayv and Arla? We're going to have to figure out if you mark if one tree onto another, you mavrik one tree onto another, you graft one tree onto another. So what, what, what's its status exactly? Then toward the end of the daf, we're going to have three different statements of Rav Dimi, Amar Rav Yochanan, Mishum Rav Lazar Ben Yaakov, and then four different statements, all about Xerus Rabbanon, of Rav Yitzchak, Amar Rav Yochanan, Mishum Rav Lazar Ben Yaakov. So a lot of Rav Yochanan, Mishum Rav Lazar Ben Yaakov, three from Rav Dimi, and then four from Rav Yitzchak. So let's begin uh, at the two dots on the bottom of the page, on daf, Membez Amenbez. Va'atem iatem kein. So the Mishroch Muhammad tells the people that you're not going with the Kawach of Gold, Yas, or anybody. You're going with the Kawach You're going with the so what is this big promise that he says that Hashem is going with you? Why does he say, Sounds like he's actually going, that something is actually moving? Why not just say, Hashem is with you? Hashem is uh, he's here, he's there, he's truly everywhere. So he's there all the time, and he's with you, so you should know that he's with you. What does he mean, he's holechimachem? No, it's describing that there is a physical object that, that represents HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's going with them. And that is that the Shem Hashem and all of the Kinuyim, Kinuyim are the Shonos of uh, Shem Hashem that, uh, that, that are in Maskirin, that you're not supposed to, me- you're not supposed to say, Levatala, and uh, there, there are a whole bunch of them, so uh, they're all uh, in the Aron and they all go with them. The Marsha writes, Lav Davka, only the Luchos are in the Aron. So what does it have? It has Shem Hashem, it has Elokecha, it has Kel. It doesn't have all of the Kinuyim, but it has some of the Kinuyim. So Elokecha, Kel, those are some of the Kinuyim. So they're all in the 
Aaron that goes with them to Melchama. So the Gemara brings a raya that the Aaron that had the Luchos would go with them to Melchama because Vechenu Omer. And when it describes the Melchama's Midian, it says Veishlachos of Moshe Elef Lamata Latzava Osam Veis Pinchas. It says in Pinchas Melas Rakoyel Latzava and the Klei Hakodesh Chazos Shachubiyado. The pasuk goes on to say. So we dash in the pasuk Osam Elu Sanhedrin. That's a reference to the Sanhedrin that went out to fight wars with them from the fact that it says Osam and uh, in, in a second time in the pasuk. That's what the Marshal points out. We darshan that it must be the Sanhedrin. That it's Sanhedrin, the Shkula connected Kol Yisrael. So it's Osam is Kol Yisrael, but then Osam. There's another group that Shkula connected Kol Yisrael. The only group that Shkula connected Kol Yisrael is the Sanhedrin. Ben Yoyada says, No, no. How do I know it's the Sanhedrin from the word Osam? Because Rabbi Akiva, famously in Meseches Psachim Daf Chavav, tells us that Es Hashem Elkechatira LeRabos Talmidei Chachamim. So Talmid Chamra Mekayim the Torah that was given with Chaf Beis from Aleph Atav. So S uh, Aleph Atav. Es Hashem Elkechatira is LeRabos Talmid Chachamim. And the Os Mem that Stuma is Merami is that the Mekayim the Mitzvos on four sides, meaning Kavad Machshava Dibor Maisa, all four elements of the of the Mitzvah. So Osam are those who are Talmid Chachamim who fulfill all the the mitzvahs on all the different levels. So that's how I know that it refers to the Sanhedrin. That's how the Ben Yoyada understands. Pinchas Zemeshwach Mulchama. When it identifies Pinchas, that's saying the person who's in the position of Meshwach Mulchama. Ukleakodesh Ze Aron Veluchos Shabo. And Kleakodesh is reference to the Aron and the Luchos, the Chatzosatrua, Elua Shofaros. And the Chatzosatrua relates to the Shofros that they would be uh, that they would blow in uh, in Mulchama. It's a little bit difficult because uh, why don't you what, if it says the Chatzotrosatrua, make it taste that it's Shofros, just say that it's Chatzotros, meaning they had Chatzot that went out uh, with them to Mulchama as, as well. So the Marsha raises that, uh, that kasha of why we say Elu HaShofros and HaChatzotros. It happens to be that the Gemara in Mesech Shabbos tells us that there were certain things that, the, that their names changed over time. That which used to be called Chatzotros are now called Shofros. That which used to be called Shofros are now Chatzotros. So that may relate to this over here. That, that which the Chumash refers to as Chatzotros, by the time they got to the Lashon Gemara, that was actually Shofros. Okay, so once we mention a little bit about the Melchemes Midian and how they brought the Aron out to Melchemes Midian, or we learned that they bring the Aron out to every war from Melchemes Midian. So uh, the, the Gemara talks a little bit more about Melchemes Midian historically. Tana lo l'chinam halach it wasn't for nothing that uh, Pinchas went to fight against Midian. But rather it was in order to uh, seek vengeance for uh, what, what Midian had done to his, um, his, his maternal grandfather, namely to Yosef, that the Midianim sold him down to Mitzrayim. So says, wait, uh, the Yichus of Pinchas, is that accurate? He descended from Yosef. And Pinchas was born from that marriage. So you see, Pinchas comes from, his mother was a Bas Putiel. Who's Putiel? My love, the Asimi Yisro. Doesn't Putiel refer to Yisro? Shepite Magalim Lavodus Kachavim. And he was called Putiel because he fattened uh, calves to be used for Avodazara. So he didn't descend. His mother was not from Yosef. His mother was from Yisro. So it says, Lo, Mi Yosef. Putiel is not a reference to Yisro. It actually is a reference to Yosef. 
Yosef. Shepit peit biyitro. And Yosef is called Putiel because he was Mizalzel in his Yetzirah. He conquered his Yetzirah. He turned his Yetzirah into nothing in the story that we learned with the uh, with the Yeshus Potiphar, where Yosef said, what was that, Taflamid Hay or so, right? That uh, Yosef uh, managed to overcome that uh, that Yetzirah. So, Valo Shvatim Evazano, so practically Gemara, no, he had to have come from, uh, from he, he must have come from uh, from Yisro because the Shvatim uh, when Pinchas killed Zimri were Mevaza Pinchas and they said Reisem ben Putizeh ben Shapite Mavi Imo Agolim Lavod Zchavim Yarub Nasim Yisrael who does this guy think he is look what he comes from his mother comes from someone who was Mefatim Agolim Lavod Zara and he's going to go and he's going to kill the Nasim Yisrael so you see that he descended from Yisro and not necessarily from uh, from from Yosef and and the Iyun points out and maybe that's why they Davka chose him to take vengeance against Midian because he he came from Yisro who was a Kohen Midian the Gemara Sanhedrin tells us that from the very forest that, uh, that, that, that that you want to chop down will come the axe that chops down that forest meaning the uh, the, the, the handle of the axe comes from a tree that's, that grows in the forest that, that, and that axe is now going to chop down that forest so you have someone who comes from Midian that it's Davka someone who has some sort of a root in Midian is going to be successful in knocking out Midian. So that's a, that's where he comes from. So says Gemara, Ella, it could be that they're both true. He comes from Yosef and from Yisro, both on his mother's side. If his uh, mother's father is from Yosef, his mother's mother is from Yisro. And if his mother's mother is from Yosef, so his mother's father is from Yisro. And therefore, the uh, the we we, uh, we we call him we call his mother Mibnos Putiel. It makes sense. Sometimes we'll try to dafka use a word that encapsulates everything. Meaning, we'll, the the Chumash will use a word, and certainly the Chachamim oftentimes will use words that uh, that, that 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 are vague on purpose because it. it Incorporates all the uh, all the meanings within the word. So Putiel incorporates uh, uh, the, the the full array of his uh, of his yichus. Uh, the, it says that Allah Aaron took an isha mibnos putiel, and it says spells it yud. It, it, it spells it mali with a yud, not pevav tes aleph lamid, but with a yud in between the tes and the aleph. So trey mashra that makes it sound like it's it's plural that uh, it was both. So shema So you see that you can prove from the pasuk that putiel the pinchas comes from Yosef as well, and not only from Yisro. So says the Bereshava. But how could it be that the Shvatim were mevaze him? That look at your terrible yichus, you come from Yisro, who's mevatim, he was a descendant of Yosef Hatzadi. So that, how do you pick on that? So says Bereshava, yeah, that's the way people who, are, who want to be mevaze people, that's what they, they pick on the weakest point, meaning and ignore all of the person's strengths. It's almost rascal, that's what people do, that uh, when they judge someone else, when they, uh, when, they, when they bully someone else, they always find that one weak weak point in the person and ignore all of the person's strengths in order to uh, be mevaze the person. That's exactly what they did, true to form of what people who are mevaze other people always 
always do. So now says the Mishnah, So the uh, Shotrim now speak to the people and they say, Who built a new house and didn't begin to live in the house? Go back home, you don't, you don't belong here on the battlefield. So the Mishnah explains, it's not only someone who built a residential home, but whether it's a bias to store grain in, a place where the cattle are going to live, a place to store wood, a place where they store wine or oil or, or grain, and whether you yourself built the house or whether you purchased the house from someone else who, uh, who built the house, whether you yarsh in the house or whether it was given to you as a matana, in all of those cases you qualify as being the Gemara is going to explain where we get that from, that all of that qualifies and only says but nevertheless, the Allah is that all of those qualify. It's interesting that having bought a house also qualifies. So the Mishnah Melech points out, so what if you have a house, you've had it for many years, and uh, you hear that there's a war going on, that they're about to start a war, and they're drafting everyone into the army. So you go to your neighbor and you say, I'll sell you my house uh, for, you know, someone you know you can trust, I'll sell you my house for a dollar. He buys the house, and then you buy it right back from him. So is that a p'tur from Muhammad that you're lokeach bias that you used to own? So says Mishnah Melch, no, that, that's not going to work. It can't be that to be choser and, uh, and, and be kona, a bias, uh, the, uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's much worse. Karen Ora proves from Yerushalmi that there's no such chilek, that just like if, uh, if a house was destroyed and you rebuilt it on its spot, that that's called banabayis, so too if a house was sold and you rebought it, that's also called banabayis. So the Torah Saknos points out that it's mavur in the Yerushalmi that all those who are chosem erucham have to bring a rayel the devrehem. So if someone bought a house or a tree, uh, so you don't have to worry about harama because it's very, very expensive. But uh, someone uh, to, to but but if someone could just sell it to his neighbor and buy it right back, so then you would have to worry about Harama. So Lamai, uh, that doesn't work. That that's not uh, not 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 a uh, valid uh, valid hetter. So that's the discussion that the Achronim have. That isn't there an easy out over here, and whether that in fact is a loophole. And when it comes to planting a vineyard. Whether you plant new trees, mavrich, or you uh, you take a branch of the tree and you put it into the ground, and then it grows out from that spot in the ground, markiv, or if you graft it onto another tree, or whether you purchased a tree that someone else planted, yoresh, or you inherited a tree, matana, or is given to you as a matana, but you were not yet mechal of the kedushas peros during the fourth year on money, meaning the fourth year it has a din of uh, like meisosheni, not to revise din like meisosheni where you have to eat in Yerushalayim or be mechalal on money in order to be able to eat it anywhere. If that didn't happen yet, Yuchozer Meorchayim Melchama. And then Umiya Isha Sher Eris Isha, who has uh, had Erisid and Lola Kacha. So the mission explains, Echel Ma'aris is a Basula, whether he had Erisid with the Basula, Echel Ma'aris is Salmano, or it's a woman who's been previously married, Vafil Shomeris Yavam. And even if you didn't do Erisid, but the brother died without any children, now she becomes your Shomeris Yavam, Vafil Shomeris Yavam, 
And even if you just get word that the brother died during the war and he doesn't have any children, so now she's a Shomeris Yavam, Choser so he goes back from the war. The question is, once you say Shomeris Yavam, what's added when you say Vafilu Shama Shomeris Achav B'Mulchama? Shomeris Achav makes her a Shomeris Yavam, makes you, you the Yavam that, uh, that has to do Yibam. So what, what difference does it make? What context he died in? So in the Eretz Tzvi, the Kajuk points out that the Chiddush is that one might have said that uh, when you hear about people dying on a battlefield, it's not always, the, the information is not always coming in so accurately during times of war. The way information travels and the way things happen in war where things sometimes seem like everyone uh, has died and so there are really some survivors from, from the battle. That's what it says in the mission in Yuvamos, that there's, uh, when there's Muhammad Ba'olam and a woman says that Mace Baila, she's in a menace because it could be that she saw that her husband was badly wounded but, uh, but maybe he's not really dead. So that's not a high enough level of evidence to let a woman get remarried but does not need that same standard of evidence and that's what the Eretz points out. That's the Chiddush of this line in the mission so the Kesem Mishra points out that it's Dafka when she's Nafla of the fun of Li'ibum, even though it's already, it's already a Shas Melchama that he's Chozer. But if he's Iris Isha Bimelchama, he's Eino Chozer. Meaning maybe the Chiddush is that the war already started. She only became a Shomeris Yavam after the war started. These other uh, Heterim don't work after the war started. If the war already started, you can't go and make and, and have Erisin in order to uh, to be exempt from war. So maybe that's the Chiddush of this line in the Mishnah. Anyway, Kol Elevate all of those that are mentioned, they uh, they listen to the Kohen who, uh, who arranges the uh, troops for war and they go back to their cities, but they don't go back home all the way. Instead, they have other jobs in the uh, in the army. They're just not going to be warriors. They're not going to be the people on the battlefield, but they're going to provide the water and the food. They're going to work in the kitchen on the on the base. They're going to prepare the roads. They're going to work in construction. That's going to help the army. Army. So that's how they still have to help in the in the uh, in the war effort. But then there are people that are not chosen and they are Habona Beishar, someone who builds a Beishar, a place where a guard, a guard's booth, achsadra, or a uh, hallway in front of a bias that uh, you enter into a house through Umar Pesad, or you have a uh, a balcony where it's not it's not Roi Ladira, but it's on a second level where you could stand outside on a balcony. Hanotea Arba Ilani Machal of a person planted four types of uh, four, four trees that bear fruit, which is not because a kerem is always only if it's five trees. The chamisha ilan israk, where he planted five trees, but they don't bear fruit. They're uh, trees that are used for their wood, like cedar trees. Hamaxiers kushaso. If a person remarries a woman that he had previously divorced, so she's not new to him. Or Almana the Kohen Gadol. You have an Almana married Kohen Gadol where the marriage is, is Asr or Grusha V'chalutza the Kohen Hedil. We're also, it's an Isr Lav for the Grusha V'chalutza to be married to a Kohen Hedil. Mamzeres and Nesina Li Yisrael. Or you have a Mamzeres or a Nesina uh, that's married to Yisrael. Again, where all these things are Asr, forbidden marriages. Pas Yisrael, the Mamzul Nasan, Lo Yechoser. In those cases, it's not considered that uh, you built a bias, it's not called you, you planted 
to the Kerem, and it's not called an Isha Chadasha, or because she's not an Isha Muteris, though. Now, it's interesting, one of the examples we gave as uh, someone who's, who's a forbidden marriage is an Almalal Kohen Gadol. If it's an Almalal Kohen Gadol, then he does not go out to war. So the base David says, ah, you see from here that a Kohen Gadol goes out to fight a Melchemes Arashos, meaning this whole announcement is only made for Melchemes Arashos, for Melchemes Mitzvah, Afilu Kalamechupasa. So uh, the, the Kohen Gadol is drafted into the army to fight a Melchemes Arashos. Otherwise, why did, we give, why did we give that example? And apparently the reason he's drafted is because we want uh, people, we want uh, to have many zuchuyos. Sometimes if, you, if you're uh, in a dangerous situation and you're next to a big tzaddik, you feel like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty safe over here. I was on uh, the plane coming back from uh, Toronto yesterday and at a certain point it was very turbulent and uh, Rav Shechter was sitting a couple of rows near me. So, okay, I felt uh, comfortable. I felt, uh, felt we were uh, protected. And the Shoshan David, he says, nah, not a raya that the Kohen God goes to a Melchama. He wouldn't even go out to Melchama's mitzvah. Kolshkein is not going to Melchama's or Roshos. Over here, we're not talking about the Kohen God. We're talking about Meshach Melchama. Because the Yisrael of an Alman of the Kohen God is even for the Kohen Meshach Melchama. So, yeah, it makes sense that the Kohen's whole job was to rally the troops to Melchama. That he is going to go to Melchama, but it doesn't mean the uh, main Kohen Gadol who does the Avodah Yom Kippur in the uh, in the in the Beis Hamikdash. So uh, so anyway, so says the Mishnah Vayter, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Afa Bona Bayis Al Machono. Even a person whose house uh, was destroyed and he rebuilt the house on the spot, Loa Yechazer would not go back Merachal Melchama because it's not new to him. That bias is not new uh, to to him. So therefore, he w- he would not uh, he would not return. Um, the uh, it's interesting the Tosefta writes that the Tanakhama disagrees and holds that even if your house fell down and you rebuilt it, you are Chazamir Chamelchama. So in the, the Rambam, he writes that in Allah Krabiudo, we don't pass in Krabiudo, we pass in the Tanakhama, that you do go back Mir Chamelchama. So Ben Yoyada points out in Mesechus Erevin that this is totally back in the Machlokas we had in Dafir Aleph. If you remember on Dafir Aleph, we described the beginning of Shibud Mitzrayim, how Paro took a uh, mortar and put it around his neck, and he took Eitzah from Yisro and from Bilam and from Eo. So one of the things we said is, Vayakom Melech Chadash, Asholoyadas Yosef. So Melech Chadash, so Chad Omer, Chadash Mamish, there's a Machlokas Javshua, one said it was Chadash Mamish, and one said, Shenz Chadshuk Zerosav, but Chadash doesn't mean that he was new, it means it just has a new appearance, a new presentation. So the Ben Yoyada says, that's the same Machlokas. What's called the Bayez Chadash? Does it have to be Chadash Mamish, that it's Mamish uh, brand new? Or does it just mean that it has a whole new appearance, that the whole thing was dilapidated and then you rebuilt it? So that's enough to be called Chadash. So the same Machlokas, Tanakam Ravid, is the Machlokas Amurayim over there. That's what the Ben Yoyada tainas. Elu she'in zazmim common. And then we say the following are people uh, no, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, I skipped line. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, even a person who plants a, who, who uh, builds a brick house in Sharon, where the karka is not, uh, is, does not lend itself for that house to last very long, still wouldn't go back from, uh, he would not go back from war because it's a temporary uh, house. The following people don't even have to go to help in the war effort at all, meaning 
they don't even have to go to uh, work in the kitchen and to prepare the roads. But if he uh, built a house and he started living in the house, but it's still the first year that he's living in the house, so he's totally exempt. He planted a vineyard and he was mechal of the perils of the fourth year, but it's still during the fourth year. Someone who marries, uh, who has nisuin with his arusa, or he actually uh, does yibum. Because the Pasuk says that he's supposed to be knocking the Beso, Shana Achas, and says, Vesimach, Vesishta, Shalakach. So we darshan. Le Beso, what does it mean? Nakiya Le Beso, Zebeso. That's if you're a Machanech, your new house. Yeah, Zekarmo. Yeah, is a reference to your vineyard. Vesimach, Vesishta, Zoishto, Ashalakach, Lavia Sivimto. Say, in my speaking, my Muslim, they don't even have to help in the war effort whatsoever. They don't have to do anything as far as the war effort is concerned. So it's interesting, in the first year, after actually having Yisumin, the exemption is greater than someone who's Eris Isha Vila Lakacha, where you're only exempt from, uh, from being a combat soldier, but you're not exempt from uh, helping in some way or another. So how far does that go, these exemptions or this idea that in Shana Rishona of marriage, a person has to modify or is expected to be home all the time. So in the Sefer Achinuch, Mitzvah Tavkov Pebez, he says that there's a mitzvah of Naki Yelebeso Shana Achas, that a person in Shana Rishon is not allowed to leave the city, he says, not only a din in war, he's not allowed to leave. He has to be with his, uh, with his wife. Minchas chinuch is from the Rambam. He only mentions the Milchama. It doesn't mention in Sarchi'ir. But uh, he's allowed to go. But the Rambam doesn't say anything else. So it sounds like he's allowed to go for, uh, for other things. But aside from that, Minchas chinuch says, the Sefer HaChinuch makes up his own iser. It says, but the context is about Milchama. And the Mishnahis and the Gemara only talk about Milchama. They don't see any, anything. It's, it, it doesn't say in any posek that a chassan in Shona Rishona is, is, is not allowed to be without his wife for a few days. In Shuvah's Chassam Sofer, in Ebn Ezer, Chelek Beis, Simon Kufnun Hay, he points out that in the Sefer HaMitzvot, the Rambam writes, Vida ki a chassan atzmo musar milotzeis mibeso b'schora kol shenaso. He's not allowed to go on a business trip the whole year. So Chassam Sofer says that he wrote that as a misvara, uh, but it's not really a mitzvah sasei or lo sasei, but uh, the uh, and and even those who would ask it would say you're allowed to go for Talmud Torah because it's, it's a it's a dvar mitzvah. So you do have something. Even the Rama himself, which Minchaschinuch was medayek, that the Rama Mishnah Torah doesn't say anything other than milchama. The Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs does say something about not going even for schora. So that's the question: Is there a halacha like this, or is this just something that seems like a very good idea that uh, that the guy should stay home? Okay, Tanurabanu v'dibra shotim. So it says that the show were the ones that made these announcements. I might think the Shotrim are just speaking on their own. When it says that the Shotrim then said even further, So we see later they're going to say their own, their own things. What do I do with the earlier phrase, It was the words of the Mishloch Melchama. Well, how is it the words of the Mishloch Melchama that the Shotrim are speaking? So, just like in the, when they used to give shiurim, that one person would speak and the other person 
would sort of uh, do the announcing and uh, be the microphone. So the Kohen would speak and the Shotim would be Mashmiah, would, uh, would, uh, would say it loudly that everyone could hear. So Tani Chada, Kohen Medaber V'Shotim Mashmiah. We have one Bryce that says that, yes, that's how it worked, that the Kohen was Medaber and the Shotim was Mashmiah. But then there's another Bryce that says, Kohen Medaber V'Kohen Mashmiah, that the Kohen uh, not only was Medaber, but he was Mashmiah. And the third Bryce, Shotim Medaber V'Shotim Mashmiah, that the Shotim did everything. Some Rabbi, how does that? How can all three brises be accurate? No problem. There are three different sections of the speech. Vinigash when it says Shema Yisrael Atem Kravim Vaad Vidibru until Vidibru. That's the kriya that uh, the people are told not to be afraid of the Melchama because Hashem is going with you and you're not coming with the Koach of Basar Vidam. You're coming with the Koach of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that's Koyin Medaber Koyin Mashmiya. That's all the Meshulach Melchama. That the Koyin is Medaber. The Koyin is Mashmiya. Mi Vidibru Ad from the Dibra Shotvim until the Yasfu, which are the uh, someone who b- built or planted or was Ma'aris, that's uh, Yash, that's Shav Merach HaMelchama, that's Koin Medaber, the Shotar Mashmiya. The Koin says it and the Shotar is Mashmiya. Mivi Yasfu, Ve'elach, when they start saying, Mia Isha Yari Verachalevav, so that's Shotar Medaber, the Shotar Mashmiya. So there are three parts to the speech and different uh, speakers at each point. So Mia Isha Shabanabai is Chadash. So he said, Who uh, built a new house? And we said, what, What's in Included in uh, building a new house to be chosimir So the Brisa elaborates. Asharbana. So it says ainly Asharbana. I would only know from the phrase Asharbana that you have to have built the house on your own. minayin. How do I know that even if you purchased the house or you inherited the house or you bought it as a matana, that you also go back to Tabalomar Miha Ish? It could have said Mi Asharbana from saying Ish. It's telling me that some even someone who didn't actually do the building himself, but the bias is new to that person that it's a new house to him, to the man, to the Gavra, that that's enough to be uh, exempt. Asher bayis, ainli ela bayis. It says asher bayis. So I would only know a residential bayis. Minayin l'rabos beis ha-tevon, beis ha-makar, beis ha-etzim, beis ha-otzoros. How do I know that a house, that, that, that a storage facility for straw or for cattle or for wood or for uh, or for grain or wine or oil? Satam lomer, asher bana mikal makam. That's what asher tells me, all-inclusive, even if it's not a residential home. So I might think to include even these uh, lesser kind of structures, a guard booth, a porch, a, uh, a, a balcony. That it needs to be something that's are not considered to be the Ushami says, and also is not and therefore that's also uh, not included. That's what you have in the beginning of Sechasukah. That whenever we have a din of bias, it always means Dalaramas or Dalaramas. You put mezuzos, uh, you, you put a mezuzah on mezuz beisecha on the doorpost of beisecha. So bias that's pachsmi dalar dalaramos is not considered a, uh, a bias. So when we talk, we talk about iburiir, all of these things. Whenever there's a din that relates to uh, to, to bias, bateorichoma, it always needs to be dalar al dalaramos. So that's what Yushalmi adds in this context over here as well. Rabbi Lezman Yaakov Omer, bias kemashmau. He says bias means. That, that it's a residential home. And that's what you go back, that's what exempts you from war. But he disagrees with the uh, Tanakama who said that even a Beis HaTevin and Beis HaOtzer and Beis HaBakar, no, he says bias means residential home. Lo chanach velo chanachau 
prat legazlan. So another drasha from the fact that it could have said lo chanach, but it adds an extra vav. It says lo chanacho. That tells me that if you stole the house, uh, even though you're lo chanacho, you don't yet live there, you don't go back. So says Mar Lema. Do you, does the Bryce need to say that he, a guy who steals a house doesn't go back? This would imply that we're assuming not like Rabbi Yosei Aglili. Di Rabbi Yosei Aglili ha'amar, Rabbi Yosei Aglili darshins, when we say, Mia Yishayari virach ha'levav, that he should go home, za'amisari me'averos ha'biyado. That's referring to someone who has averos. Now, if a person stole a house, so even if you can say that it's considered a brand new house, and therefore he would be chazer, uh, he, he doesn't have to go back, because banabai is chadash v'lochanacho, but he has to go back anyway, because of the Averos Shabiyado, because he has the Avera of Gineva Shabiyado. So even if you can say it's not an exemption from the house perspective, but it's an exemption anyway, because he's a Ganav, and the Ganav is Yari Varachalevo, because of Avero Shabiyado. And that would be the exemption to get him out of war. So by saying that a guy who has a stolen house is not exempt, that doesn't fit with the Shita of uh, Rabbi Yosei Aglili. So says Mar, no, I feel the same Rabbi Yosei Aglili. No, we're talking about, uh, we could even be going like Rabbi Yosei Aglili, but the guy did Shuva and he already paid the Nigzal the value of the house. So for the Avera of, of that Gezel, he would not have to be and therefore it's relevant to know is he exempt mitam the house he's not exempt mitam the gazel because he's no longer a gazlan he already did tshuva but is he exempt mitam the house Mishal Melech interestingly points out this is not the only time in the Masechta where we had something about a person who did an Avera not being subject to a certain halacha the entire sota the concept of sota we said that if the man is Averos Shabiyadov, if he has, uh, if, if the guy uh, has Averos, then the Mayim is not going to be Bodek Zishto. If Ish the man is not Menuk the Mayim is not going to be Bodek, uh, his wife. So uh, Mishnah Mel says, but over there we didn't say that Shuva helps. Over here we say that Shuva helps. So he says, maybe that, that really limits when Sota applies. Because if the man is not Menuk the Mayim is not going to be Bodek Zishto. Who's Menuk already? Who dies? The Gemara identifies like a few people that uh, that are Menuka Me'avon. So, and you only have over here that Tshuva helps. So maybe over there it doesn't help. That's the Ha'ara of Mishal Melech. So Iach Yav Lelokech V'Lehader. So it says Gemara, if he paid for the for the bias, isn't he Lokech Bayis Chadash? If he paid for it when he did Tshuva, and therefore he should be Chazer from Melchama for that. Now, Kivin Neim Kar B'Tars Gzela Asliyadu Lo. Since initially when he acquired it, it was through Gzela, he does not get exempt. Miyashashar Not Akerem. Then we. He said, who planted a kerem? So who's including that? So Tan Rabban, Asher Nata, Enliela, Nata, Lokach, How do I know that if he acquired the kerem through some other means other than planting it? Tamalomar, Mia Ish. So could have said Mia Shernata, says Mia Ish, that even if it's just new to that person, he uh, he's Potter. Asher Nata Kerem, Enliela Kerem. I would only know a kerem which is made up of at least five vines. How do I know five fruit trees of any other mid? It says Asherata. It says Nata before the word Kerem to tell me Asherata. Whatever you were Nata, it would count. I might think that even if you plant only four Ilanimachal, or you plant uh, however many, many, many Ilanisrak, uh, non-fruit bearing trees. That you'd be exempt. That's why it says Kerem. Kerem teaches me not that it must be a vineyard, but if you're planting fruit bearing trees, it has to be the same number 
number as vines would make up a vineyard, that same number of fruit-bearing trees, and that non-fruit-bearing trees are totally not part of this halacha. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, kerem kemashma'o. Kerem means dafka kerem. If you plant any other tree, you can plant a giant apple orchard, doesn't matter. You're not pater from Melchama. Lo chilel v'lo chilelo prat l'mavrich l'markiv. That it says v'lo chilelo, so that, uh, that, that comes to tell me that uh, it's, it excludes someone who's mavrich or markiv an ilan. Uh, so, frankly, uh, Gemara, what do you mean prat? In our mission, we learned that people who graft trees are also pater from Melchama. So I'm Rabbi Zerah, Melchisel Okasha, Kan Bar the bracelet says that you're not chosen from Melchama, is so met where you did a hard cover that's also to do, you violated the Isra of Klayim. So we said that these kinds of exemptions don't work when you do an Isra, just like the guy who got married, but he's a Kohen to a Grusha or an Alman al Kohen Gadol, those kinds of things. So, we, uh, so they don't exempt you. So our Kavas Isra does not exempt you. But Khan, in the Mishnah, where it says you do go back, is Bar Kavas Heter, where you remark if Min Bimino, where it's not a problem of Klayim. So higher Kavas Heter, hey Chidami, what's the case of Min Bimino that the Mishnah is talking about that you're Chosen from Luchama on account of the Harkava? If it's a young sapling that you remark onto another young sapling, typically the You'd be putter on account of the first young sapling because that's also a young tree. Ella yalda bezikena. It must be that we're talking about that you graft a yalda onto a zikena. But from Rabbi But wait. But then it all takes on the status of the zikena, so it's not counted that you have a new tree. So you shouldn't be putter anyway. So what's the case where you graft a tree and you're putter go to Bilchama on account of that grafting? If it's a young tree on another young tree, you're putter anyway for the first young tree. If it's a young tree onto an old tree, you don't have a young tree. You have an old tree. Some Rabbi Yirmiyah the olam yalda yalda. It's a young tree on another young tree. But when you planted that first tree, the intention was to use it either for the wood or to use it as a as, as fencing around your property. Because then it's not subject to Arla. And if it's not subject to Arla, you're not part of Muhammad. But then when you graft another fruit-bearing tree that you want to use for its fruits, Onto that tree, now you can be put from Arla on account of the grafting. But wait, why don't we just say it's bottle to the fence? Meaning you, you planted a tree that you wanted to use for fencing, so you're, you're not put from war for that, and then you graft another tree onto that. Why not say that it, it takes on the character of the tree that was planted for fencing? After all, when, you're, when, when you graft a Yalda onto a Zikena, it takes on the character of a Zikena. So it says, no, awesome. by the Zikena, even if you decide that you want to, uh, that, that you want to, whatever you want to make it chayiv and orla, it's too late. You can't. It's a zikena. So that's why uh, it, it, has, it has the dominant characteristic that uh, the whatever you graft onto it takes on its characteristics. But hacha. But when it comes to a yalda with a yalda, it just happens to be that the first yalda was uh, that was planted was for fencing. If you decide that you want to instead use it for the fruits, so now it's still going to be chayiv and orla. because it is a fruit bearing tree and therefore that that will work so uh so says mididava and it's just even though your kavana when you planted it wasn't for fruits it would still be subject to arla if you change your mind just like a tree that grows on its own it's not a tree that just pops up is uh, is in arla so but why not give a simpler answer you want to know what's the case of grafting where i'm not already exempt on account of the tree that was there beforehand but i'm only exempt 
exempt on account of the Arkava, why not just say, I have a shutaf in this property, and I own the tree that I just grafted, he owns the tree that I grafted it onto. So I wasn't, I wasn't exempt on account of that tree. And each owner will go for his own tree, will return back. It must be that if you have a vineyard that's owned by two partners, it's not an exemption. But why should that be any different than when you have Shutfin in a Yavama, where if, let's say, a man dies at war and he has a whole bunch of brothers, they all go back to the Yavama. So it says, we're awesome. by the Shomeris Yavam, called Chad Karina Bey Ishto. She's called Ishto to each one of them because each one might be the one that is Miyavim her. But over here, you can't call each one of them his Kerem that's Miyucha to him because uh, each Gefen, uh, they, they, they each own a part of. So it's not, there's nothing that's Miyucha to him. I'm a little bit bothered that it doesn't say in the Pasuk anywhere, Karmo. That, that word doesn't appear. So what kind of drush are we making over here? Okay, it's difficult. A different possibility. What's the case where you graft a tree and you putter? You weren't putter on account of uh, what you grafted it onto because it was a Yerek. And you grafted a tree onto a Yerek. And we're assuming that you're allowed to do that. But the Cham say it's us. So if you assume like the Shita that it's Mutter, then you'd be Chalzer Meir Cham Lucham for that. Ki Asr Abdimi Amr Rabbi Yochanan Hamani Rabbi Elazar Ben Yaakovi Lo Amr Rabbi Elazar Ben Yaakov Hasam Kerem Kimashmao Hachanami Nata Kimashmao Notein Mavrich Markov Lo Another answer We had the stira between the Brisa and the Mishnah Are you putter when you graft a tree? Where the Mishnah said Yeah, you grafted a tree, you're putter The Brisa said No, you're not putter Very simple It's Machlokas Tanoim Meaning just like we had a Machlokas whether when it says Nata Kerem means only a Kerem or even other trees So maybe they argue about Does Nata mean only Nata? Or even if you were not actually notaya, even if it was just that uh, that you that you grafted one into the other. Kiyatsu Rav Dimi Amar Rav Yochum Mishum Rolos Ben Yaakov Yaldu B'chusam Itefach Chayevus Ba'ar Lakol Shnoseha Dimischazi Kavash Shasa. If you have a very tiny tree that never grows high, it's always going to have dinam of Arla because everyone's always going to think it's a Marasayan issue. Everyone's always going to think it's a young tree. V'ani Milish Taim Kenegarachas Vyotza Vyotza Zanav. The Chum only answer that and say they have to treat it like Arla if it's uh, just a. a Set of five trees. But if it's a whole vineyard set up like that, then everyone's going to realize that that's just the nature of those vines, and it's not going to be a Marasayan issue, and then it won't it won't be Orla forever. Okay, Belshem. Tomorrow, we'll pick up with Kiyas Rebdimi. I'm Rabbi Yochum Shemul Gazbin Yaakov. Have a great day, everyone.